Welcome to another episode of Frank Mott's Weekly Thoughts. It's your boy, F. Mott. You already know. This week on the podcast, I got one of my old homeboys on, catching up, seeing what's going on. Jonesy, say what's up to the people. What's up, people? How's it going? So uh, this is my boy, Ryan Jones, y'all. We go way back. Shit, me and my boy Jones go back to, what, sixth, seventh grade, Jones, something like that? Yeah. Um, Centennial, I remember I met you in Dakota. Yeah, so literally 10, 12 years old, guys. So this is literally one of my childhood friends. So um, since since then, we're all grown up. We got kids. We got wives. We got families. Um, you you recently moved I – I guess I shouldn't say recently. You've been in Texas for what, uh, five, ten years now, Jones? No, no. I moved here in uh, March of 2000. 16 so um so i guess it's been five years coming up yeah five years so okay so um talk to me man because i honestly have been wondering this ever since you kind of moved out there what what took you from uh az to texas so uh i met my wife malia uh in in arizona she went to asu and uh you know we got pretty serious and and end up you know finding out that we were we were pregnant and we were gonna have a baby so uh you know uh, my wife kind of wanted to well I guess she had the baby first right so uh, sorry uh, she had the baby and then number two came up and you know she uh, God dude I'm. I guess I'm messing up because we did move out here for the first one. Jace was born to 14, and then we moved out there. I'm all mixed up, but yeah. So we moved out here, man. Uh, my wife wanted to be closer to home, and uh, so you know. I was so looking... she, so Malia's from Texas originally. She so yeah, she grew up here, went to high school here. And, what part? Uh, uh, Round Rock. Round Rock. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And then for most people who don't know, what, what part of the state is uh, Round Rock in? Is that like close to Dallas or Houston? or? So, so we're near uh, the state capital of Texas, which is Austin, Texas. Nice, nice. So we're 20 minutes north. We're like a suburb 20 minutes north of uh, downtown Austin. And so Austin seems to be a pretty uh, – like a melting pot kind of, right? It's not like so – I should say, like, red as most Texas is? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, man, it was interesting this year. There was a lot of blues pop, blue, uh, popping up here uh, in different counties that used to be red. So, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to think. There's a lot of people coming here. A lot of people coming from California, uh, yep. New York, all over, so... Uh, there's a lot of tech here, a lot of opportunities. You know, Tesla just moved here. Apple is building campuses, so it's a it's a grow it's it's a rapidly growing city. Which is which seems to be right up your alley because, um, well, I, before I get into this, I actually want to get into man, what were you doing? So before I know, like you got your girl pregnant and all that stuff while you were here in AZ. What were you kind of doing for work? What were you doing for work before you left out to go to Texas? I was working for uh, Quicken Loans, so I um, I started there 
uh, worked there for about eight months, and then and then that's when you know we decided that we wanted to make the move, and and so I transferred out here and started working for some other lending companies. Got you. Okay, so uh, you were speaking about how like Austin and Round Rock, that area is new and progressive, and a lot more business stuff going on. Yeah. Um, Talk to me about how that fits in with you, because I know recently you've got you've kind of dove down in in some business endeavors. As far as like, I know you're into the Airbnb thing. You kind of jumped yeah. into like a barbecue business. Like, yeah. talk to me about like some of the stuff that kind of took off for you once you got out to Texas. Man, well, that's uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about that because I came out here and I didn't know nobody like literally not one person uh you know i did run into uh man what was that dude that his name was bobby um fuck, what was his name he was in our class i ran into a dude that we went to high school with out here bobby one, polito bobby polito dude he lives out here okay nice i remember bobby polito man he used to live right up the street from me but yeah, I ran into him at Home Depot when I first moved here one time, and then, um, but yeah, not not knowing anybody, and then started just networking, man. Like I started just meeting people and grabbing coffees, and and just you know, Facebook was a huge advocate of <laughs> of my success. You know, I I met met a lot of people through Facebook, just friend requesting people, and and uh, you know. It, it's just grown into opportunities and I've met a lot of great people out here and um, definitely, definitely glad that, you know, we moved out here because it's, it's brought us a lot of great opportunities. So. Yeah. And um, I, I actually have a couple of friends who live out in Texas now and they, they tell me just how, how cool it is, how much space there is. And yeah, but um, wide open. Yeah. Space. Sure. So how did you, how did you go from like so at Quicken Loans you you did mortgages right? Yeah, did mortgages. Uh, well, I actually I I started there and uh, I didn't start originating there. I was still like getting my licensing. It was taking forever. I got my Texas license. I got my Arizona license. But I was waiting on a couple others and uh, I was getting burnt out there. You know, it was it was a tough tough job and uh you know i had a newborn baby and i was just kind of burnt out so i that's when i said you know what like let's go let's just go i got my texas license we'll figure it out and so we just went and uh and just came out here and just started grinding man i actually worked second jobs uh at night when i was doing mortgage because you know mortgage is you know commission only uh, pay. So coming out here not knowing anybody, I didn't have any deals. So I wasn't making a lot of money. I was doing some like assistant jobs and valet at night. So it was a uh, it was a grind for a while. Well, so that actually speaks to you know I guess your character because it seems like you just always had that hustle mentality. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Like I had to feed the family, and uh, you know I wanted to. Uh, I kind of took valet as a way that I could maybe meet people. So I did meet a lot of cool people and, uh, and there's a lot of people that I still know today. That's an industry that I've met through just valeting cars. So, um, 
But yeah, man, it's uh it it's been it's been a great ride so far, to say the least. That's good, man. Sounds like um <clears throat> Texas has treated you well so far. Yeah. We love it, man. We love Texas. Um everybody's friendly here and uh you know, I'm living on a piece of land, so I got land out here, I got horses in my backyard. So it's how many awesome. how many acres you guys got? So we only have an acre and a half. So we don't have like, you know, a ton of acreage. One day we'll get some, but uh Hey people, man. Yeah. An acre and a half is more than what I would say ninety five percent of people are living with. You I mean, you remember how we grew up in Arizona with these cookie cutter neighborhoods? I know. I know, man. And it it just feels so good to to have some space and uh and the people behind us have a lot of space. Like my neighbor behind me has ten acres, so it's just like Yo. they're far away. Something gives you something to look forward like almost something to strive for, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I hear you, man. And for, so for most people who don't, like, understand the way the Phoenix area is set up, um, like, when he says he has an acre and a half, like, I'm sitting in my backyard right now, and I probably could fit about, I don't know, would you say 12 to 20 houses in an acre and a half, the way they have these neighborhoods set up? Um, yeah, I would say more like 12, 10 to 12, probably, depending on the size, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that just goes to show you, you know, the kind of space that you can get once you get outside of the city. You know what I'm saying? Are are you outside of city limits, Jones, or is that inside of city limits? So we're actually in city limits. We, we're in, like, Round Rock, Hutto. So Hutto is another neighboring town. And, uh, like, we literally can drive two minutes, and we're in downtown Round Rock. So we're we're close to... We're in the country, kind of, but we're we're kind of like on the border, you know. So it's it's almost like that country feel while you're still inside of town. Yeah, but what's what's crazy is they're starting to build like cookie cutter neighborhoods all surrounding my neighborhood. Really? Yeah. So we're we're well, getting. I was gonna say that's probably a good thing for you because I would think your property value is gonna go up, right? Potentially, yeah, but. Uh, a lot of these houses around us are cookie cutter, you know, small yard, brand new homes. They're nice homes, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it'll be comparable, just because we have land and and we're older house. But yeah, um, right now I'm ca- I'm in the county. I'm in like the ETJ is what they call it. So I'm, is it? I think I'm in the county and I'm not in the city where I'm at. So okay. okay. We don't have restrictions or anything like that. We have deed restrictions, but um don't HOAs or anything like that. Yeah, buddy, that's the way I like it. We're we're looking at we're looking at property here hopefully by the end of this year and yeah, I don't I'm tired of the HOAs, man. It's just a bunch of BS. Yeah. Especially if you have stuff like boats and, you know, trailers or RV. I got an RV in my backyard. It's amazing. Yep. Uh, yeah, dude. That's that's exactly what I'm thinking. I don't want to pay for storage for my RV. I'd like to just park it out back. Yep. Um, but so nice, man. Definitely sounds like um, you found your niche out there a little bit as far as yeah. um, your mortgages. And I I appreciate the fact that you know what I'm saying that you you don't feel like you're too good to get out there and still you know say fuck it I'm gonna valet some cars I'm still gonna hustle you know what I'm saying I I like that. 
Yeah, I mean that's just what I had to do to make to make ends meet, man, to to put food on the table. So um so I was blessed to be able to and you know what's crazy, dude, is like when I first came here, um, I didn't really know where to go. So I just like walked up to the guy, like the manager at the ballet stand and was like, Hey dude, I, like I want a job. I got a lot of experience and and they brought me in right there and hired me, so that's awesome, man. Like a lot of the times that's just the best way to do it. You know, you speak to the man right there face to face and boom, yeah. you got a job right there on the spot. Exactly. So, um, well, and ballet is good money, like good money. Good, so, and good workout, you know, you're running a lot. So it was, it was cool. Well, I know that you're a long way away from uh ballet and cars now, man. So <laughs> you got a few different, you got your hands in a few different pots there, I think. So, I just want to, we'll just go piece by piece. So talk to me about how you got into like the Airbnb slash like rental game, bro. Dude, like, um, I don't know. Uh, it, it took a little while for the Airbnb, but I did do some like flip properties, um, prior to Airbnb. So I flipped, uh, I think about five homes with my partner, William and, uh, you know, we saw some success. We, I think one deal we almost broke even on. We was just kind of a shitty deal, but a lot of them we did really well on. And then, Did you have any that you didn't make any money off of? No, dude. We, we made money on every deal, which is great. So I never lost money, which was awesome. Um, you know, if you're flipping houses, as long as you have a good contractor that you can trust, like, uh, you know, you can get it done right. Obviously, you got to run your numbers too. But so, so that was good. Uh, learned a lot, and then I started like getting into uh, wanting to do Airbnb, and I came up on a flip, and I saw an opportunity to capitalize on it. So I did, and uh, and turned it into an Airbnb. So it it uh, it's been a great move, man. These Airbnbs out here are doing well. They're booked oh, up yeah. until April right now. So, oh yeah, man, I know it. We just uh, we just spent like fucking seven hundred bucks on an Airbnb down by Nogales, Arizona, to do some hunting with some buddies, and it's all. I mean, it's an awesome deal. I really think that you know, if I had a, an extra property or something like that, it'd definitely be something I'd be looking at doing. Yeah. So what's crazy, dude, is so I got Airbnb number one through like finding a flip house, and then I decided to keep it. So. And then I knocked on the neighbor's house because I needed to fix the fence. And I just started shooting the shit with him. He was an older guy and asked him, you know, hey, you know, you know, on the house. And he was like, yeah. And then he just kind of said, like, you know, I, I'm kind of struggling on it right now. I'm, I'm behind, like, bad on it. And I'm like, well, well crap, like, what, what's going on? And he kind of told me. And so I tried to help him. You know, I tried to see if we can refinance him or something. And, he was, you know, his credit was bombed. So, um, so I just said, hey man, like, look, uh, I'm willing to to help you out, and I, I'd like to buy your property. And so I put together a contract with an offer and delivered it to him, and uh, told him, you know, sign this contract, and we we can start the buying process. And so he said he's gonna pray on it, and and he called me back in a couple of days and said, let's let's do it. So. So I, so I got Airbnb number two next door. 
No shit. (laughs) (laughs) So you got two properties right next door to each other? Yeah, so two properties next door to each other, uh, both Airbnbs, and they're both, like, crushing it, bro. Fuck yeah, dude. That's awesome. Good for you, man. Congratulations. Yeah, no. Fucking wheeling and dealing over there. Did you, uh, you didn't uh, swindle that old man out of his socks, did you? You gave him a good deal? I I gave him a good deal. Like, I gave him a lower offer, and he was like, no, 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 and, uh, and so he, like, went to a realtor and started talking to them, and, and that's when, like, you know, they started. You had getting, to come. You had to come correct. <laughs> so I said, "Hey, look, man. I know you're talking to a realtor. I'll give you a fair deal." And so I bought it for, you know, a little bit more. And you know, I still was able to uh, cash some money out on a refinance. And and uh, and yeah, and, dude. I know. I know you're a shrewd negotiator, bro. Yeah. So. Um, so I got that. So that, yeah, that that's been uh, man, that's been fun. Good for you, man. That's awesome. It's it's, uh, it's funny because <clears throat> I always remember you had that hustle, man, because back when you lived here in Arizona, me and you used to play golf all the fucking time, and you, you started fucking selling – you started selling golf clubs, bro. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember yeah. that shit. That was fun for a little bit, <sighs> playing in golf clubs and going to, like, pawn shops and no-balling them on stuff. And it, it was fun. Yeah, that's it's funny, man. You you've truly, I guess, always always just had that kind of mindset, which is awesome. So, so seems like you're off the ground. You got two Airbnbs going. Do you see yourself um, looking at getting any more of those in the future? Yeah, uh, actually, I just bought a rental property in Taylor, Texas. Um, I did a video on it the other night, but it's it's a small little house uh, in like a small town. Uh, I don't know if Airbnb is going to do well on that right now because it's just a small town. There's some Airbnbs there, but there's not a ton to do in the town. So uh, I'll go ahead and just rent it out for now and see how that goes. But, yeah, that's property number three that I just picked up recently. Good for you, man. So you're just going to kind of keep expanding and expanding. Um, Do you ever see yourself growing that from Texas to Arizona? Um, I don't know, man. Like, I've been thinking about other states, but, like, Arizona is, like, hot, bro. And it's, like, hot like Austin. Like, the market is just insane. So, man, I'm, like, I'm in a lot of, like, investor groups, and a lot of people are buying houses in, like, freaking Missouri and, uh, like, uh, what was another place? Oklahoma. And they're buying them for like fifty, sixty grand, bro. And they're renting wow. them out like over a thousand. Wow. So I'm like tempted. So 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 hold on, just so just so I can make sure I'm getting these numbers right in my little pea brain. So you you buy a house for fifty thousand dollars, and then you turn around and rent it out to somebody for a thousand dollars a month. That's almost equivalent of them paying on like what a fucking two hundred thousand dollar house. Uh, pretty yeah, almost yeah, pretty much. When you when you when you break down their monthly payments, if you're paying like a thousand dollars a month, if yeah. you got decent credit and you own a house, like that's what your payments are on a two hundred thousand dollar house. So you, as the buyer and as the renter, you're really coming up on a great deal by doing that. 
Yes, like the typical rule on rentals is you want to like try to make 1%. So if if you buy a house for 100,000, you want to make 1% of that on the rent. That's like the golden rule. So if you can reach that, you're you're winning. Nice, man. So you're really you're in. You're you're all in on this uh like real estate game, huh? Yeah, I mean, I I've been able to, you know, uh, get into these houses that I bought and and refinance my money out. So, like, I was able to capture them at a low purchase price, below value, and then put a little bit of money into them, and they appraised for a shit ton more. And then at that point, I can cash my money out and do it again. So that's what I'm trying to do. And uh, as long as I could do that, uh, I can just keep renting and repeating. You know, just keep turning your shit over. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's great, man. I mean, you know, a lot of people get rich off of it, so I, that's, that's something that I'm trying to put in my portfolio for sure. Definitely. And I see, and I think you helped you helped somebody out, out here. Maybe, um, was it Shannon Waggle? I, I don't know her. I don't know her last name, but I think she posted something on her social media or something where you helped her get her uh, – her place in Scottsdale up on the Airbnb market or some shit, and she's already made like thirty thousand uh, dollars. I remember her talking to me, but I I didn't know that she was like successful at it, so I have to holler at her. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, yeah. This I she posted something on social media, and I'm like, damn. Like, I didn't realize that people were making that kind of money off these Airbnbs, man. Yeah, it's uh, you know, if you're in the right spot, like. Downtown Scottsdale, man, you can crush, crush it. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so you got that going on. Um, also, man, um, I know you were talking to me about um, a landscaping business too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, invested how, in a landscape business. So, how did how did you get into that? You just figured I'm I'm starting to get into these houses. I need I need someone to do the landscape for them. Or what was your thought process behind that? So I was investing in a lot of real estate, and and I was successful, and, you know, I'm, I'm all about diversifying. So I, I was thinking, like, man, it would be awesome to be able to invest in, like, a business and help it grow because I feel like I'm really good at promoting for other people, and it's easy to me. Like, I feel like pumping something else up is so easy, and so I felt – you know, if I can find a business that I can, you know, buy into and and add some value by pumping it up and, and growing it, um, then we could see some serious success. So um so I met, you know, my partner Chris through through a, a flip property that I was doing. He's a he came out and gave me a, a bid on landscape and and uh, you know, I, I was kinda of feeling out and you know, I liked his work. He's doing good work. So I met with him. He did work for me. Killed it. Um, he did a work for me on another flip property again on another house, and, I, and he killed it. And I don't know, man. Like something just like lately, and and Chris can laugh about this, but I just like when I get a light bulb off in my head, like I just start thinking about it and going after it. And so I started thinking, like, a light bulb went off in my head, and I was like, well, fuck, like, uh, what if I can, you know, partner up with Chris and, and grow this business, grow his, his business? He had a good 
a good company name and he's a Christian man and family man. And, uh, I, I just saw a lot of potential there. And so I, I approached him on it and, uh, you know, we, we became partners at that point. So would you just approach him? like, Hey man, I want to buy, I want to buy into your business. Pretty much. Yeah. I was just like, Hey, you know, I'm looking to park my money in, in a, a business and I like what you're doing and I think I can help you grow it. And, and this is some ideas I have. And, and so, you know, he, he prayed about it and talked about it with his wife and, uh, you know, he accepted my offer. So at that point, you know, we were, we were partners, all three of us, and, and we were off to the races. So you guys all own it equally? Yeah. So there's three of us, me, him, and his wife. Nice, dude. And, um, how has that, how has that business been going for you? Like, have you, have you had time to put into, you know what I'm saying? Cause I know you got the whole mortgages, you got two yep. kids, yep. you got, you know what I'm saying? Like, have you, been, have you had time to put into that business as well? Of course. Yeah. So, um, you know, my work consists of being on the computer all day. So, uh, having multiple screens set up, you know, I can multitask and, and move around and do things. Uh, so, so for me, it was like pumping up the business, building the brand. My focus was building the brand and and blowing it up. So, you know, I'm on, Marketing. Facebook, I'm on Facebook a lot and mm-hmm. the media a lot. And then I started getting into like, I actually teamed up with Tyler Burns and he helped me uh, with our Google SEO and all that. So, um, nice. so that was fun. And, uh, we doubled our revenue uh, in a year for 2020. We doubled our revenue and nice. uh, hit, went over a million dollars in sales. So wow, yeah, it's huge. It was a huge, huge goal of ours, and uh, you know, it, it was it was a it was a rough year, obviously with COVID and 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 growing and hurdles, you know, through the business. You know, it's not easy owning a business. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super blessed to have amazing partners that, you know, we've, we've hit a lot of hurdles, and, but we've persevered and, and we're starting to break through and see a lot of success. So it's, it's been an amazing ride. That's awesome, man. That sounds really cool. You just really sounds like you just hit the ground running. It's like from one thing to the next and, you know, that's awesome, bro. Well, you know, another thing too, man, is, you know, I work with a lot of realtors. So that was like my focus was, hey, let's let's get in with these realtors. Let's show them what I'm doing with landscape and and, and that. Smart. Yeah, so the, a lot of realtor partners started throwing the name around and it it started rapidly, not rapidly, but it started growing. Like it, we just kind of planted a seed and just, it just kept growing as, uh, as we kept blasting it, you know, it definitely not like when you like like when you speak about the realtors, it it definitely sounds like a cir- like kind of like a circular type businesses, like right the, biz- the businesses you're involved in are kind of you know encompassing together. Yeah, yeah, the realtors are always you know about networking and and supporting other businesses. So um, a lot of them have their preferred vendors. And so getting in as a vendor, preferred vendor was was a huge uh 
way for, I mean, it, was, it was a way for us to get our name out. And, you know, obviously these realtors are all over the place. There's freaking millions of them in Houston or in Austin, so. Yeah, man. It's, um, seems like, especially like you said, it's, it's a growing place with the whole Joe Rogan effect, you know, Joe Rogan moving in and all these people yeah. now coming in from California. I know. So seems like a good place to be a realtor or to do mortgages for that matter. You know what I'm saying? With the way it's yeah. growing. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome, man. And so, um, and just recently you were just telling me about, um, you getting into the barbecue business. Yeah, brother. Yeah. So, um, so my partner, Chris, in the landscape business, ha- he has a sister who's married to a pit master out here in Texas or in Austin. So, uh, Alan Michael was a, has been a pit master for 18 years. Uh, he's worked for a lot of the big, bigger name barbecue companies here in Austin. And, uh, you know, Chris kind of approached me on it and was like, Hey dude, like, you want to start a barbecue business with us? And I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. And <laughs> so we, we had the resources to do it. And, and so we just started it and dude, freaking Alan Michael, bro. Like I, I can't wait till you come out here. Cause his barbecue is just un, unbelievable, bro. Like he's just, he's like a magician on, on smoker. I'm excited, man. I've heard so many good things about the Texas barbecue. I'm hoping to be out there sometime this year. Well, Daco hit me up, was like, hey, me and Frank are talking about coming out there in March. And I was like, okay, well, I'll block off a week uh, at the end of March at my Airbnb. You guys can stay there. I think I might still be in for that. So I'm going to get with Daco, and then it's I enough think- that we can, we can get both of our families in there. Yeah, it's a it's a 3-2. Um, perfect so so yeah man for sure i could bring my dogs out back oh yeah yeah that the yards are pretty big there so yeah sounds like sounds like we need to do a road trip to texas man it's only yeah. oh, i think it's only 12 12 13 hours yeah it was um yeah it was about i'm trying to remember it was about 14 hours i think but yeah okay we we stopped a lot though you know, we Hell, you got kids. I get it. I got a little dude, one too. So we drove. We drove out here with a freaking newborn, bro. No way. Yeah, we we packed the U-Haul and drove out. Oh man, that's I. That's got to be nerve wracking, just traveling with a little, especially a newborn, man. Yeah, a newborn and a almost one year old. Yeah, sounds like a traveling circus to me. Yeah, it was, it was fun though. We we stopped at a lot of hotels. Have you done that road trip ever since? No, dude, I haven't. I, haven't. <laughs> I don't. I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty boring. I mean, the hill country is beautiful, but you know, going through New Mexico and shit, it's just kind of boring. Yep. Yeah, man. I've done. I've done that that trip a couple times, and it's no fun, dude. Texas is a big ass state, bro. Yeah, it is. <sighs> so. You got all these businesses going on, man. What yep. what do you see for the future? What's next, man? You clear you're clearly an entrepreneur and yep. it doesn't doesn't seem like, you know, you're planning on stopping anytime soon. So what's the next thing you plan on adding to your portfolio, man? I don't know, man. I got a lot of ideas, but just finding the people to fulfill cuz my my the only way that I can 
be involved in a business is if I can find an operating partner. Yeah. Someone that will run, run, help run the business while we grow it. You seem to be more interested in just being like more of like um, a financer and slash like marketer or like yep. um, uh, yep. I don't want to investor slash market or something like that. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of my role. And also too, I, I'm like with the lawn company. I, you know, I'm in the meetings with management and, and the guys, and I'm not there day to day, but. I do as much as I can to try to help bring success to this business. So, um, you know, I'm I'm hiring people, I'm doing interviews, stuff like that. So, I'm stepping in and doing more, a lot more things. Um, but yeah, I mean, dude, I there's no way I can leave mortgage right now just because it's just so good. So, mortgage yeah. is like my my mortgage is my number one, obviously. Yeah. Yep. And, I have Love for Lawns and, and now Jackson's as uh, on the side that I help and I still help and spend time growing. So, how many hours are you dedicating, you know, to work every week? Realistically, between all of these hats that you're wearing, dude. I mean, I'm I'm on my phone all the time, so it's my wife hates me for it, and I and I love her to death for it. But I I need to like start learning to disconnect and. And stuff like that because I'm never disconnected. Well, I saw I saw you got a boat and I seen you got an RV. Yep, yep. So seems like you got a couple of avenues that you're trying at least to at least when you can find the time, I guess. Yeah. No, I mean there's definitely time. Um, you know, the good thing about mortgage is I have a great team that helps me with my loans through the pipeline, so I don't have to like babysit them. Um, like I used to, so it, it's kind of like all I need to focus on is just smiling and dialing and just closing deals, and, gotcha. and Mike helps me put them through the pipeline. Right. So it doesn't consume my whole entire day. That That's what allows me to kind of multitask. Yeah, makes sense. But you're putting – so you're just constantly working, though. You can't even really add up the hours you're putting in every week. You're just always on the phone. Yeah, I'm on the phone a lot, a lot, a lot of texting and a lot of Facebooking, which only hates me for it, but it's it's making us a lot of money, so. Yeah, so you pay the bills. Yeah, so. So. One day when, you know, we see more success, we can kind of sit back and, you know, just say, hey, look, like, it it was a, you know, I kind of. For the yeah. fruits of your labor. Exactly. So I'm just trying to do what's best for my family, man. You know, I, I want I want the best for, for for my wife and my two boys. So that's that's my that's my drive. Well I think if if we work hard while we're in our thirties and our forties we could just chill the rest of the time, right? Yeah, that's that's the goal. That's definitely the goal, man. That's for sure. So I know we're in the 2021 now, but yep. how was how was 2020 a challenge for you and you know some of the businesses that you had? Like, did did your Airbnb struggle at first, or like were mortgages slow at first, or like were people canceling their their lawn service because things were financially tight? Like, was 2020 a little more challenging for you doing business? No, bro. Like 
it was probably the best year ever. Really? Yeah. You know, that's interest, awesome. It, interest rates hitting a record low, so you know refinancing and everybody's wanting to refi. Um, I, I did, 50, I did a hundred and fifty-two loans in twenty twenty for forty-six million dollars. Wow! Holy yeah. shit, bro! So I mean, it was like, I mean, the year before that, I did twenty-three million. So. I like doubled my production in 2020. Business was booming. Yeah, and then Love for Lawns was booming because everybody was working remote during COVID, and like here in Texas, like anywhere, I think you know after a while people go crazy, so they start spending money on their their house, their backyard. They want their kids. Like people were selling, like people were building pools like crazy here in Texas. Yep. Yep, I get it. <laughs> I totally so, get it. People were looking to build an oasis to enjoy because they were home all day. So, you know, landscape construction and stall was booming. Um, and, and uh, you know, it, it just didn't – it hasn't stopped. That's awesome. So you're just rolling that right over into 2021, huh? Yeah. So, um, you know, I know a lot of people – went through a lot of hard times but you know I I've, I was in an industry that thrived and you know did really well and is doing really well still so that's awesome sounds like you definitely um chose the right businesses especially amidst the pandemic you know what I'm saying yeah. where a lot of industries and businesses closed you know what I'm saying yeah yeah it's been a pretty crazy year man yeah what what overall what were your thoughts on 2020 i know like fiscally or, or financially it was a good year for you um but what were your thoughts on as far as yeah. everything else in the year um man i would say it was just a, a mixed emotion um you know covid hitting um a, you know there was a lot of fear for a while there because there initially of, yeah there was a lot of unknown so um going through that and then hearing people you know close to you that have passed from covid is is terrible and just anybody in general um and then the whole presidential thing you know that was a complete just mind what were mind- what are your thoughts dude what are your thoughts on the whole trump presidency i mean i'm not really political so i don't really care it's just i just i just like to know other people's opinions on like all of it man it's uh i don't know i don't know what to think and there is you know i started paying attention and just with all this crap i i just you know i i kind of learned uh to ignore the noise man and uh so, I'm, do you think that a lot of this shit was done just to get Trump out of office? Like, I got to be honest. Like, I'm, I may be a conspiracy guy here, and I'm not left or I'm not right, but I do feel like, like a lot of these fucking like closures and shutdowns and government overreach was due to the dislike for Trump, and like at all costs. We got to get this fucking guy out of here. If it means we yeah. tank the economy or we fucking shut down people's businesses 
at at all costs, we got to get rid of this guy. You know, I I do believe that a lot of this stuff was um, planned or premeditated. Is the word is that maybe is the word I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. Prove it. I don't know. Do we, will we ever prove it? I don't know. Um, do I believe that they wanted him out of office? Absolutely. I mean, nobody nobody liked him. Man, and I, I mean, people I, like people like him, but nobody in the Senate. I think I think everybody just wanted like, hey, I, we just need to get this guy out of here. He's dangerous. He's not one of us. Yeah, he's not a politician. He's not one of us. He's dangerous. He's gonna expose us. He's gonna he's gonna. Yep. We gotta get him out. That's what I think, and that's why I think he got pushed out. Dude, I think the same thing, bro. And I mean, I gotta be honest, like. I wouldn't be surprised if a decade from now, like, they come back and say, hey, Trump re- really won that fucking 2020 election. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like seriously, like, I – here in Arizona, bro, like, there was, like, Trump trains on the freeway with, like, 12 miles long full of cars, bro. Yeah. In California, in Texas, in, like, yeah. in Florida, they're doing these boat parades and shit, man, like – his fucking rallies were packed. I mean, it's just like, I, I don't know. 75 million people voted for him, right? So. Well, they're, they're claiming Joe had what, like like close to 80 million? I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if this shit was rigged. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't care, to be honest. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. It doesn't affect my life in really any way. But I just... Yeah, I think a lot of this stuff, like as far as this pandemic and this whole man-made fucking coronavirus shit. Yeah. I, th- I think a lot of it, you know, the whole like government suppression and all this shit was just to get rid of Trump. Like you said, he's not one of them. They were scared of they were scared of him because he's a fucking loose cannon. He's like your crazy drunk uncle at a wedding. You know what I'm saying? You never know what he's gonna say or do. Yep. So. Yeah. But yeah, man, pretty pretty freaking crazy as far as uh, 2020 goes. Um, it does seem like a lot of this stuff is rolling over into 2021 now with this whole vaccine. How do you feel about this vaccine? I don't know what to think, bro. Like I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm not taking it right now. Yeah, I'm you know, see like how things go in the future and if people. I don't know. I just. I don't know who to trust, man. It's scary. You know? <laughs> right? It's it is it's it's so scary, man, the way that this whole thing has been politicized and yeah, people don't know who to trust. Like it's and it's weird to me that people who get the vaccine and like are sh- posting it on social media and shit like it's the cool thing to do. Like since when do people start posting pictures of them getting flu shots? Never. I know. And now it's all of a sudden it's the cool trendy thing to do is uh I, I just don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know who to trust and I don't, the vaccine came out in such a short time and also we don't know the long-term, long-term effects of it. And then now they're also saying that there's a new strain of COVID from fucking Europe that the vaccine isn't work against, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, More. it's a mind fuck, bro. Yeah, I don't know what to think, dude. And I'm I'm a fat guy who uh who smokes occasionally, so I'm of course I was very fearful at, at I was very fearful at first too. It's like, you know what I'm saying? This shit's killing this shit's killing fat people who smoke. <laughs> God damn. And then uh minorities at that. So they say it kills minorities, you know, I guess um 
more than anyone else. But who knows? I don't know what to think, man. All I know is I, I, I wear my mask, I wash my hands, and I mind my business, bro. Yeah. I mean, we uh, we get out. You know, we go to dinner sometimes. and We're going to the resort this weekend for my son's birthday for the night. So, Is schools but, open for the kids? So um, they're – my my oldest is in kindergarten, but they're they're still at their learning center, and and yes, they're still going to school. Um, they actually had a kid get COVID in the class, so they've actually been home for like the past seven days on quarantine. But, um, okay. but they're going back to school tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, there's thank God. I mean, we wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to focus. Those kids are. <laughs> Up, man, those two boys are are a handful. A lot of work, huh? How old are they now? They're uh, so my my oldest is six, and my youngest is turning five on Friday. Six and five. Yep. So so they're straight up a year apart, huh? Yeah, Eight, sixteen months. Okay. Um. So what what sports you got those? What sports do you want for your boys to play? Um. So man, Malia won't allow football. I'm like heartbroken but she just okay. scared so you know i support her and i, I don't want to, my boys to get hurt too um we had basketball tonight so we're playing in the ymca nice i'm the coach which is cool dude how are you fitting time to be the coach too bro i mean i i, I can be i can be flexible with my business dude like like i said i, I work smarter not harder bro Nice, man. That's awesome. I'm glad that you're able to find time to get in there with your boys. Yeah, so health coach, um, or I'm I'm actually the head coach, which is fun. Um, and then we we start T-ball, so Round Rock has, like, a really, like, big-time T-ball league, and, and all the, the coaches are, like, hardcore. So they're starting that uh, in the next, I think, week. Nice. They got they had tryouts and then the coaches draft the kids and then they have batting practice and and the regular practice. So, oh, they're we, serious. Yeah, they're serious, bro. That's cool, man. And so you you're looking at basketball and baseball right now. You're gonna get them boys playing golf. Dude, I haven't started that yet. I I need to. Yeah. I haven't played golf at all, bro. It's yeah, been it's... Like probably over a year. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. It's crazy how that is because uh, me and you used to fuck play golf. Seemed like two or three times a week, man. And yeah, I I haven't golfed in at least over a year, and I've probably golfed maybe I don't know, maybe five times in the past five years. Yeah, dude. You we know, play all the time. Dude, I got pretty good, bro. Like I swear, at one point I was probably like a single digit handicap. You, we were battling though, weren't we? Like we were always. Yeah, <laughs> that's what always play. Always play down to your level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for one time I beat, I was beating you, and you were you were so mad. Dude, we had some good battles on the course, man. That those were good times, man. We had, a, I swear, that was like a year straight that we were we were doing that, but. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, but I definitely plan on – that's probably the main sport that I'm going to push for my daughter, I think, is golf, man, to be honest with you, golf and tennis. Yeah, that's dope, man. That's awesome. 
So soccer, we'll get back into playing. Sport. Soccer, we put the boys in soccer. That's fun. Yep. So. And uh, you got them riding quads and shit too, right? Yeah, we bought them some quads and uh, uh, I got to get them fixed, man. They're, the starter went out on them, so. But yeah, they're they were they they were tearing the quads up for a little bit in the backyard, and I need to get a quad, bro. I've been thinking about it forever. Yeah, that's next up on my list, bro. I'm hoping this year, I just for my hunting and the shit I like to do, man, a quad is perfect. Yeah, I miss riding. Hell yeah, I gotta I miss, get out there to I Texas. Like, I miss hanging out with you guys, like Bert, you know Burton. I miss Burton. I haven't talked to Burton in forever. Love you, Burton. And Brad uh, Burton. Yeah, you know, hit me up is uh, Xavier, bro. He hit me up and said he was going to come through. I haven't heard from him since, though. Yeah, he's out there doing his thing in North Dakota, still working, man. Um, Him and his kids, and then Gino's out in uh, Vegas, I think. Nice. And then, obviously, Daco's in Nashville doing his thing, but... Yeah. It's cool to see, man. We're all grown up. I think we all got kids at this point, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. And um happy for you, bro. Your your little girl looks just like you, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Thanks, man. I, everyone tells me that and I'm 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 happy she looks like me, man, because <laughs> when I when I decided when we I guess when we decided to have a kid, it was for me it was all about like my legacy. I want I want to leave on a legacy, you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. When I'm dead and gone, I want a little piece of me to still be here. And so it's perfect for people to be able to say, you look just like your dad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> she grows up. And so, yeah, I mean, it, they're a blessing, dude. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, this, she'll be a year um, on the 17th. And, um, you know, with COVID this year, I, I we've been blessed to kind of be home and, you know, watch her grow up this whole year. And I got to be honest, man, it's a lot of work. I don't think I'll ever have another kid. But um, they're a blessing, man. I love I love my daughter to death, and I can't wait to see her in the morning. And I miss her when she goes to bed at night, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 tough, man. Like sometimes they just like they're they just get so out of control, and you're just like so irritated. And then like you want them to like go to Nana's house for the night. <laughs> they go to Nana's house. I'm like, we like sit there at dinner on date night, and we're like, damn, I I miss the kids. Like, I miss the boys. It's crazy, man. It's just, I guess uh, that's just us getting older, you know. Yeah, you know, it's it's been a blessing, man, that I've been able to be kind of self-employed and and spend a lot of time with the kids. So, um, I love those boys. Yeah, man, that's definitely not something that I take for granted is is the time that I have with with my kid, man. Pretty and, amazing. Uh, yeah, I don't know how the guys who have kids who who aren't there, I don't know how they do it, man, because I can't imagine not being around my daughter every single day. You know what I'm saying? No, I know. I think about that, and I'm just like, man, like I I don't know what I I would do with my life, man. They're they're my life. Yeah, and that's how I am, dude. I'm like, I'll never. I'd never do anything to jeopardize me seeing my daughter every single day, dude. Seriously, I don't think there's anything that's worth it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'm happy uh, for you. Happy for you. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate it, brother. I'm still trying to work my way up to um your level financially, but you know, I think I'm I think I'm yeah. on the right path. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I know you I know you have some plans, so you just need to 
execute it and blow it up, you know, like, and I'm happy to help you however I can. Well, yeah, and I'll probably definitely be reaching out to you, man, because I'm hoping that, you know, I'm about less than six months out from pulling the trigger on this uh, piece of property. We're looking at, we're looking at acreage out toward the Sholo area. So that, um, kind of like Northeastern part of the state. Yep. I'm over these summers, bro. It's too hot. It's, it's like today's 80 degrees, man. Why don't you guys come to Texas, bro? Ah, I'm not ready for Texas, man. It's just, I don't want to have any of my, uh, my freedoms restricted. So like Arizona is like, I like to do the hunting thing here. Um, yeah. I'm good with all of all of my rights and all that stuff is good here. That Arizona just uh we just went legal on recreational, which was huge. Oh, I is that for real? So you can just walk in now? Dude, it's crazy. Yeah, like you should see wow. the dispens dispensaries are nuts, bro. It's like like it's it's crazy to me because I'm I've had my med card for years and so um you see these lines, dog. Like you roll up and it's like I'm talking about like I never knew so many people were probably just smoking on the down low, you know. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, because you, you remember James um, Christensen, right? Yeah, yeah, I've actually spoke spoke to him briefly at recently. So. Yeah, he owns that dispensary, man, and he's he's doing really well for himself, especially now that. And they're saying like there's so many people buying recreationally now that the supply is probably going to run out. Wow. Yeah, dude. So, dude, I I bet James is crushing right now. Oh, he's yeah, he's he's doing very very well for himself. Very very well. He's got like three or four different locations. I think he I think I just saw he's opening one up in like Missouri or some shit in the Midwest. That's amazing. Like, See, like that's yeah. my that's my vision with with the barbecue business. Like, I want to grow like a staple and then I take don't know. it somewhere else. What if we franchise that shit or something? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean that's the vision, uh, right? You you get in to go big. If if we if we do, but I know it's like that that can happen if we make it happen. Definitely, I mean the sky's the limit, man. So and yeah, and I got the same. I, I don't want to say the same plans, but I got I got plans, man, that I've been manifesting on, and I think that they're they're real close to fruition. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's just like you said, you got to execute, bro. Yeah, yeah. And I think that this is going to be the year. It's like 2020. I don't want to say it was a rough year. I think 2020 was like a year of like growth, man. Like me, me and my fiance, like me and my fiance, we put ourselves through the fucking ringer in 2020, man. Like we had this baby, and then on top of the baby, like we decided, like fuck it, let's breed the dogs. So like we bred the dogs, like toward that like. October time frame in there, and we had puppies at the end of the year, and then we're dealing with like fucking a baby, puppies, and then I bought a new dog too, so I could breed here in another year, and so it's like our cup runneth over, bro, for like three solid months as far as like the past three months. Yeah. And so that's that's, uh, that's a, a lot of work because those puppies probably aren't. Even... No, dude, they're difficult and like. They people people see like you know like people see the glamorous side, bro, where they see you know like what how much you're selling the puppies for, and they see everything when they're clean and cute and all that shit. But you know these dogs, they shit all over. They're like farm animals, man. They shit all over the place. They're they're rolling in it. 
You got to feed them. You got to vaccinate them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just a lot of it's a lot of stress that goes into it. And don't get me wrong, I love it, dude. Like I, it's definitely for me. Like this is this is what I'm doing. I'm breeding dogs. This is the business I'm going into. And I also want to do a dog rescue as well. So I want to rescue. Um, I think I'm going to do an all German Shepherd rescue where I only rescue German Shepherds. That's cool. Yeah, because I got a soft spot in, in my heart for those fuckers too. But it's just like. I need this piece of property so I can really, you know what I'm saying, do what I want to do on a larger scale. Yeah, for sure. It's like I can't live inside of city limits and fucking have all these dogs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to have some, some some space and so you can build out your kennels and shit. Exactly, exactly. That's that's the plan, bro. That's definitely the plan. So for I just wanted to go into this too. For most people who don't know, is is Mal- what is Malia's race? Uh, she is uh, man, she's like a mix. She's got you know mocha skin. She's kind of like Daco, but she's not Native American. She's like Pacific Islander. Okay. Or, or she no, she's more like Caribbean. Caribbean. I don't know what that's considered. I mean, black. Black. I mean, she is black. You know, she's she's mixed. And so your boys are mixed, too. Do you ever worry about having mixed boys with this whole fucking 2020 world that we live in right now? Or you think that a lot of that shit's just kind of over, like, overlooked and overplayed in the news and shit, man? So I got to be honest. I was telling my parents, I was telling my parents that we're thinking about moving to Sholo, and they were kind of freaking out. They're like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, are you sure that, like, Harper's going to be safe in somewhere like that? There's not a lot of diversity there, this and that. I'm like... You guys need to stop watching the fucking news. See, that's another thing and that I that I just like it's crazy because I see through color, you know, like You always I, have, so have I. You know what I'm saying? I grew up with y'all, man. Like Exactly. I, my whole group was black, bro, so Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. Like that's another thing I just it's it's just terrible to see. I, I try to ignore it. Um it's tough to, to ignore because, you know, my wife is colored, and I, my kids are like olive, so I would say they're more white than than black. But yeah, uh, but yeah, man. I mean, it's uh, it sucks. I hate it because you know I hate it too, man. It's just like that's what I told my parents. I'm like, you guys really need to stop fucking watching CNN because like <laughs> I I real no because dude like I go over to their house, bro. And that's all that's ever on the fucking TV is CNN. And I'm just like, you fuckers are sitting in here living in fear. Yeah. Like, and brainwashes people, I feel like, bro. Yeah, I'm just like, you need to try to get your news from others. So I'm not, I'm not telling you to go watch Fox News. I'm just saying, like, you need to get your news from alternative sources. Because if you sit in the house and watch CNN all day, you're going to be scared to do anything. You're going to be wearing fucking two and three masks. You're not going to fucking ever go to any stores, and you're going to think that every cop wants to fucking kill you and shoot you because you're black. Oh, yeah. Uh, And it's just like, I don't know, dude. It's just like, for me, like you said, I've never seen color. Like, I went and lived all the way up in fucking bumfuck North Dakota, you know what I'm saying, where I was definitely the only black person in the room sometimes. But it's just like, I never saw color. I never, it never bothered me. But did did people there see color or go? I mean, did they? Was there a lot of racism there? 
I had, I really like, I want to say I had one or two racial instances. I remember the very first fucking week that we moved there, I was driving to work at like fucking, I don't know, four o'clock in the morning or some shit, like the temp agency trying to go find work. And I accidentally fucking cut this guy off on the freeway and he fucking rolled by fucking my truck and beeping the horn. Fuck you, nigger. You fucking nigger. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and that was like the first week we got up there, bro. So I was like, Oh hell no. Like I was a little put off, but it's like, I didn't let that fucking dictate the way I was going to see the place. You know what I'm saying? I just kept going. I just, that's one ignorant motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how you have to see it. And then, like, as I got to going up there and I'm fishing, I'm, meet, I'm meeting some of these people that look like they'd be the most racist, scariest people you'd ever want to meet, and they turned out to be the most nicest people that give you the shirt off their back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I really I, – I can't judge anybody, man. You're going to have your outliers, people who are just pieces of shit, and they're everywhere, man. It doesn't matter if you're in North Dakota or Phoenix or Texas. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Go ahead, bro. No, no, go ahead. I just was just wanted to like get... I you know, I I hate seeing the divide. I I just want I want what's best for my kids. You know, I don't want my kids to grow up in this this divided, you know, country. It's just it's tough to see, man, and you know, it's sad to, to have my kids grow up in it because you know, there was some shit going on when we grew up, but we I think we grew up in a pretty good era, you know, like, um, yeah. that's my yeah, man. Well, and so, I don't know, man, this, and this is my thing, too, is it like, are we really this divided, or is it just like the news and everything else showing us that? That, yeah. That's truly, like, because when I live my everyday life, I feel like not much has changed. I don't, it's not like I encounter more racist than I used to encounter because of Trump was in office for four years, and now all of a sudden all these racists are emboldened and all that shit. That, I don't feel like that at all. Like, I, I feel like my everyday life has pretty much has not changed, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. Not every Trump supporter is racist, because that's what, that's what the media will have you think, that every Trump supporter is a fucking racist. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. And that's my thing. It's like people have conservative values. Other people are liberals, and that's, that is what it is. It's just I don't really see the divide that a lot of people say is there. Yeah, I, I can agree to that. In my everyday life, anyway. I know some people might say they see it, but in my everyday life, I don't I, see it. Yeah, I, mean, I don't see it either. And I'm going I'm to raise my my daughter as such, too. It's like, go about your everyday life. People are people. You judge people based off the content of their character, not off of their skin. Right. Like, you could be a piece of shit. It doesn't matter if you're fucking Asian, black, white, or purple. You know what I'm saying? If you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, man, you know, yes, I think it's all a part of that agenda, you know. Yeah, it's it's just this whole sensationalism and scare tactics that they use. I think that this whole COVID thing has probably been one of the best things to ever happen to the media because if you, oh yeah, you, if 
if you watch the news, that's all it is. It's uh, it's everything is COVID related, whether it's the COVID cases or a new strain of the virus or the vaccine or the economy. It's just, you know what I'm saying? It's, uh, I don't know, man. I, I really hope. How the news Go ahead. Makes, that's how the news makes money, bro. Yeah, they they have an agenda and they have to push it. That's that's exactly how they make money, man. Yeah. And it it's just fucked up because we're all in this position now where we don't know who the fuck to trust. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but all right, man, I've had you for an hour. I got a couple more questions that I want to ask you before I cut you loose. Yeah, for uh, sure. Um, these are just a couple questions I ask everyone who comes on, so um, what is your favorite thing to do in the outdoors, man? Like when you get a little free time and you're outside, whether you're by yourself or with your family, if you could have it your way, what do you want to be doing? Man, like recently, like just this past weekend with my barbecue family, like just just chilling, chilling out there by a fire or by the smoker and just drinking beer and having the kids play. Like that was like my bliss, bro. Oh yeah, and just that's being, awesome. And just hanging out and eating good food, like it, it's that's that's uh what I love doing. I mean, I man, I I haven't gotten into hunting, bro. Sadly, I haven't gotten into fishing. Like, I really want to start doing stuff like that. I just haven't done it. And also, my wife is an animal activist as well, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. So, she's bar she's barbecue, don't she? She does, yeah. So she eats it, but like Okay. So. I can't bring a freaking beer head home. You know what I'm saying? Like Well, we'll 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 cross that bridge when we get to. Once you get a little bit more free time in your life, I'm gonna come out to Texas. We might have to go hog hunting or something. Go, bro. I'm down. I know you got a few guns, a couple AR fifteens. Let's take them out and shoot a couple of those pigs. I just bought my first AR um couple, last last week. Nice man. Are you able to find ammo for it? How's the ammo shortage been up there? It it's pretty short here. Um they're limiting people to one box, so Yeah, it's this I don't know what's gonna happen with this man. I this is something I Yeah, well you're buying it now because you're like, fuck, old fucking Joe Biden might try to take away fucking AR fifteens and you might not be able to buy one. Exactly. So that's why I went and fired on it and I bought a nine too, so Fuck yeah, dude. Stock up. Stock up on your guns. Um, maybe um, we got to get you into archery. That'd be cool. I've never done it. That'd be fun. I think, I think you would enjoy it. I think Malia would enjoy it. I think your boys would enjoy it, too. It's just yeah. one of those family things. Yeah, I've, I've never done it. My neighbor actually has... He's got seven acres, but he has like a little archery range set up, and I always see him and his buddies like hanging out out back. On their on their pickup trucks and and just shooting bows. I bet you money those they're hunters, aren't they? Probably. Oh, I bet you money they are. Yeah. You should uh, whenever you get a bow, just walk back there and talk to them. They'll probably fucking set you up in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. All I right. That bro, I need to. Well, when you want to do it, bro, like when I get my acreage up here, I'm hoping to have enough acreage where we can hunt on it. That'd be dope. So, yeah, man, it's crazy, bro. Like, I got to send you some of these properties, man. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard of Concho AZ, but Concho AZ is up in that northeast corner kind of toward the Navajo Nation. Uh-huh. And um, literally, bro, we're looking at a three-bedroom, two-bath house on 80 acres of land for $170,000. Damn. 
80 acres? 80 acres, bro. <laughs> yeah, 80 acres. But are you going to yeah. be like, in a, yeah, you're close to the border. I see where it's at. Yeah, that's uh, kind of toward New Mexico. Yep, so even closer to where you're at. So Out by Snowflake. Yep, out by Snowflake. Yeah, dude, and it's it's four seasons up there. It snows. Just south of Eager. Remember Eager? Yeah, we did football camp up there. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the area we're looking at moving, man. So I'm looking at property out there, and it's it's affordable, bro. So And I don't think it's going to be affordable for much longer because, like you said, all the California people are moving to Arizona now, too, and the market is fucking crazy. Interesting. That's yeah, crazy. That's, Acres, that's, what do you all that, bro? Well, I'm hoping to have be able to hunt it. I want to set up some some of it for hunting. I want to do um, I want to do my dog rescue. I want to do uh, my dog kennels that I breed. I want to set up a couple of uh, rental properties, kind of like something similar to what you have, but just like kind of like maybe put a couple of like uh, modular houses or manufactured houses on them. Yeah. With 80 acres, you know, I'm thinking you could do a couple of them. Dude, I know that me, me and my fiance looked for so long, bro, for prop like properties on acreage that we could rent. You know what I'm saying? Because we're like, we're like, we think we want to go out 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 of city limits and live on a piece of acreage, but maybe let's rent a place out there before we buy one. But there's none to rent. There's never any to rent. So I'm like, well, fuck. If I'm buying this giant piece of property for a hundred and seventy thousand dollars. And I could put a couple of like modular manufactured houses up for you know fifty grand or less, and then rent them out for like you said a thousand to fifteen hundred, and put them everybody set up on their own acre. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's a great idea. I've, I've actually been thinking about doing something like that, um, or like an RV park, or yep, or a storage unit, or any like. Yeah, like there's a lot of different ways. Like when you get that type of acreage, I feel like if you – there's a lot of ways to make money off of it if you're smart about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know if we're going to get 80 acres, but I'm I'm hoping to be somewhere in between. On the low end, I don't want any less than uh, 20, to be honest with you. Yeah, 20 is a lot, dude. So That would give me – enough space to do everything I wanted to do, man, and then still have room for, you know, guys like you to come out with your RV and hang out with the family. Just, hey, come park your RV for a fucking week and come hang out, you know? Yeah, dude, for sure. So, all right, man, last question here. This is a goofy one, so play along with me. So you got to fight one, you got to fuck one, and you got to start a business with one. These are your choices. You got um, chip. Chip Gaines from uh, Chip and Joanna. I'm sure, I'm sure you know who they are. You got um, Martha Stewart, and you got Roseanne. You got to fight one, you got to fuck one, and you got to start a business with one. So I'd probably start a business with Chip for sure. Okay, because you guys are writing the lines of the same business. Yeah, and then I would fight Roseanne. <laughs> Fuck Martha. Yeah. Martha's got more swag. Than Roseanne's just annoying. Nope. Yeah, she's kind of gross too. <laughs> like well, Martha hangs out with Snoop. I bet Snoop be hitting that. Probably blowing a bleasy and beating it down. 
<laughs> they're they're probably about the same age, bro. Because I'm pretty sure Snoop is probably in his fucking fifties. Dude, Martha Stewart has swag, bro. Like she's she, been in like, and she's taking care of herself. She still looks pretty good. And I would probably ask her to help me, uh, you know, grow a business while I'm fucking her. You know, <laughs> try to get a little double duty in. Yeah, <laughs> do a joint venture with me and Chip. So. I feel you, dude. You're going to get double rich. Yep. All right, brother. That's it. We did over an hour. I want to thank you for taking taking time out of your busy schedule to sit down with me, bro. I really appreciate it. For sure, man. It's been a pleasure. and I hope you guys can make it out here. I really would like to see you and your family. Well, definitely. I'm going to go in here right now and talk to the fiance about it, so I'll keep you posted, brother. Cool, man. Well, uh, like I said, I have uh, Airbnb blocked off for the end of uh what's it called the end of march so let me know hell yeah man will do good talking to you brother i'll talk to you soon all right all right f mott thanks brother and we'll talk soon thank you all right bye-bye peace out mm-hmm.